0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wake up with a nice cup of morning roast, featuring (laughs) the (laughs) film's finest, Monte Hill, the pride of the Excelsior, Joe your Boys.
1: And we back. It is the morning roast. No Bonte Hill it's got a personal day. Joe Spadoni filling in alongside my guy Joe Shasky. It's the two Joes today. <laughs> Not two pros in a cup of you know, but two Joes on the morning roast. How you doing, buddy? Good to talk to you. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, are you, though? I don't know. I think you're lying right why, there. Why, you think I'm down bad? I think you're really down bad. You've been doing some deep dives on some baseball topics we're going to get into this morning, but you should be you should be okay. You know why? 49ers are a playoff team, Joe Shasky. They clinched it yesterday with the loss uh, by the Green Bay Packers' Tommy DeVito. My guy, Tommy DeVito, by the way, the patron saint of Italian-Americans right now. Did you see his agent? Oh, it's Unbelievable. I don't know if anyone was watching the game last night, but Tommy DeVito. If you haven't, and you don't know who this guy is. He's uh, kind of taking the league by storm here. Uh, <laughs> taking he was the league by was storm. Was he undrafted? Strong. I don't know where he was it, from. Syracuse, right? So, yeah. So like this guy, he played the Raiders a few weeks ago uh, after Daniel Jones uh, went out to the season with a torn ACL. Came in, didn't look great, but all of a sudden they've gotten some wins, and he's gotten the Giants a little bit of hope. Although probably not great. They're not going to be a playoff team, so I don't know why they're winning in general. But it's fun. He's an Italian-American guy from Jersey. The old mob's out there with him. I shouldn't say mob, but his whole family. And his agent, I guess, was at the game of Monday Night Football yesterday wearing a fedora, it was wearing unreal. the chain, wearing the turtleneck. I loved every second of it.
2: Yeah, it really was. It was really cool. And seeing all of the, the family members, and they all do the you know the different Italian oh, yeah. moves. You can't,
1: you can't really describe what it yeah, is. Yeah, what is that? It's just the finger pinching. It's, just, it's a lifestyle, Joe Shasky. If I have to tell you, you don't know, all right? Forget about it.
2: No, but the Niners are the best team in football. I mean, no, nobody <laughs> didn't doubts know what that, to right? Do with that one.
1: No, nobody doubts that. that. Did you watch the games last night? Any of them? Yeah, they're boring. Oh my god, they're boring. Well, Will, Will Levis truck some dude, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think it was actually yesterday. It was unbelievable as the <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins as they choke another one away. I'm so not sold on Tua Tonga Viola. Like, like anytime you get benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick in your career, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Even with Mike McDaniel, he tries to church it up. He tries to turn this guy into Dan Marino. I don't know why. You got Raheem Mostert, and other than Christian McCaffrey, he's probably been the best running back in football. Give him the ball. I, I, I don't know what's going on there in Miami, but those last night's games signified to me, Joe Shasky, that there is— I hate fantasy football. You hate fantasy football. Why Why is that?
2: You, I'm the number 1 scorer by over 150 points in my family league, and I dropped from the top two seeds down to fifth. It's ridiculous. It really is.
1: That's all right. Be a wild card.
2: Everybody champ. who faces me has an historic week. Oh boy, you,
1: you know it's one of those. It's one of those. That's too bad. Like, who's your starting quarterback? Who you got?
2: Oh, I've been oscillating between C.J. Stroud oh, well, and he's Trevor
1: up, Lawrence. He's, oh no, never trust A.F.C. South quarterbacks. Yeah, I've first learned of all. my lesson. You never do that uh, unless his name is Will Levis. Gutsy performance yesterday. Am I right for the Tennessee Titans? But man, I was watching the football last night. And the Niners are so much better than that. It's, totally it's not even, it's not even up for debate. Uh they're on a tier above everyone else in the NFL. And if they just stay healthy, I think we're both in agreement here, Joe Shasky, they will be in the Super Bowl at the very least. And I think there's a very good chance they slaughter whoever comes out of the AFC. Now, listen, the Chiefs, they're down bad right now. You got Patrick Mahomes crying to everyone, what have you. And I understand you want to stay within your conference. You're not you're gonna worry about the Super Bowl when when if you get there. But I am taking a macro view at everything right now, and the AFC that we thought was going to be awesome heading into the season, it's really, it's really not. Well, quarterback play across the league is is down because of all the injuries, and then
2: a lot of guys leaving. Like you know, Bonte and I have kind of alluded to this over the last couple of years. You've lost Big Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. You've lost Philip Rivers. You've lost Drew Brees. You've lost guys that have been in the league for multiple decades playing at a high level. And so there was a benefit of the doubt that you gave those teams. Does anyone view
1: Derek Carr oh. as a threat the way that they did Drew Brees? Even old man Drew Brees at the end. Uh, no, not even close. And I think Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win that division. Uh, good morning to all of you who are just waking up, getting off work, and ready for work, and ready for school. It's the holidays. Less than two weeks away from Christmas. Obviously, it is still uh, Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to all of you who are uh, waking up here. The eight crazy nights, if you will. Joe Shaskin, shout out the YouTube and Twitch stream. Search 957 the game, like and subscribe. We are streaming live and local Monday through Friday, usually at 5 a.m. with the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, but the next two days I will be in here. But it's usually 5 a.m. through 7 p.m. Uh, best of the game with Mark Grandy as well. Also, shout out the Comcast Business Text Line. Search uh, 957 the game. You can hit us up there. Also, 888-957-9570. Call or text the Comcast Business Text line. And good morning to all of you on the Odyssey app as well. Brian Baldinger, 730. He was at Miami yesterday. He was doing double duty. So he not only was he doing the radio side for the national broadcast of the Niners and the Seahawks, but he was there last night for... Dolphins v. Titans. So I'll be very interested to hear what he has to say in regards to that. And also, this segment is brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking. Not a single compromise there, Joe Shasky. Not a one. Speaking of compromising, I feel like Giants fans are very compromised at the moment in their feelings. Uh, I'm gonna, we'll start here and we'll have. All day to talk 49ers football, but something was really bothering you this morning. Even when you came in, you were locked in. You had the headphones on. You're like you're like Eminem before a show, man. You're B rabbit <laughs> over there, well, getting locked in. You were losing yourself in these contract details for Shohei Otani. So why don't you why don't you break it down for all the Giants fans well, and all the baseball fans out there?
2: This is a tough weekend for Giants fans. I feel like. You know, when we won the World Series, I I always thought, like, they built the stadium. They were always one of the have-nots, right? Meaning, they were one of the teams that was going to collect revenue sharing, all right? That's the way baseball's set up. You have a bunch of teams at the top, and then you have a bunch of teams at the bottom, and the teams at the bottom collect money, like a welfare check, from the teams at the top who are printing money. And it felt like the whole journey to find a stadium... Going back 30 years. I know most young Giants fans don't know about this. What the A's are doing right now, the Giants did for 25 years, 30 years. They tried to go to Toronto. They tried to go to Santa Clara. They tried to go to St. Petersburg. They were they were searching for a stadium. And they kept saying, when we get a stadium, we'll be able to reinvest into the team. Right? Financially. Financially. And boy, did they ever. <laughs> I mean, it coincided with them having the greatest hitter of all time. He was obviously a free agent acquisition prior to them, you know, even landing a stadium deal. And when they won their World Series the way that they did, it brought a financial windfall that to me, as a Giants fan who grew up day one when they were the have nots, I was like, okay, now we are in that upper eight echelon, as I call it. You're never going to be the Yanks, you're never going to be the Dodgers. Can you be a version of the Red Sox or the Cardinals, right? Can you be a version of them? When you win three World Series in a five-year span, and, and, and everywhere you went for a decade, Giants gear every Christmas, right? The way the Warriors are right now, that's where the Giants were.
1: Just... Going back I saw, six, seven years ago. I saw panda hats. I saw draft hats. I saw everything Giants-related nonstop. All the way down to the Monterey Peninsula. Hell, you can go down to LA. You'd see a bunch of Disneyland.
2: I mean, how many former A's fans, how many non-baseball fans became Giants fans? Oh, all of them. How many dormant Giants fans decided to be locked in? Or the casual Giants fan was like, oh, yeah, I'll be locked in. Like, I just think about the Warriors. I used to go all over. The Warriors, you couldn't find someone with Warrior gear. No. Ever. No. for Forever. Until about seven or eight, nine years ago. Absolutely. Right? And so I look at where the Giants are at right now, and it hurts me because they've had this guy Farhan running things. Do I think Farhan should have landed Shohei Otani? Absolutely not. Like, no, I... I Why would Shohei want to come here? The bigger disappointment is the reality setting in for every other Giants fan, which I came to multiple years ago. We're nowhere near where we should be. The whole point of bringing Farhan in here was to be an attractive spot by year six, year five. So that someone like Shohei or like Aaron Judge last year wouldn't even think twice about yeah those should be my finalist teams not using us to leverage one of the big brokers into squeezing a hundred million out of them actually legitimately considering to come here.
1: It's tough, man, and, when and they're you, not even a consideration. Well, when Joey. You look, well, and you look at his track record, right? The teams he played for, like you thought you were getting like a Billy Bean disciple, right? And I think you've seen some of that in place. Like, listen, like the J.D. Davis acquisitions have been great. Stuff like that, it's that's fine. That's nice. But I need some big tuna here. The, dif- the difference between the A's and the Giants, as you've alluded to, the A's couldn't retain their big fish. They had to go somewhere else. They had to trade them before they became free agents. You have the, the vast amount of resources to do that. So why can't we see these guys? And when they do come up, hey, we send them back down. We play these little games. These, these, these little patty cake, if you will, with the minor league system. So, at this point, just lean into the young guys. Like, that's where I'm at. If I'm a Giants fan, lean all into the youth movement. If you can go get some pitching, that's what I would prioritize because you're not going to beat the Dodgers hitting. Like that's just not going to be it. But you can beat them on the mound. But, but like, but like, you- like, build around like the pitching staff at this point. Like, I'm just trying to find solutions. No, no, no I, I have solutions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I would be at with the Giants. It's tough, I know. The whole you know the deferred contract. Everyone's freaking out about that, and we'll get into the the Shohei Ota- uh, Otani aspect of the deferred contract. What is he making Shasky? twenty million? The next decade with the uh, Dodgers, so
2: like something like that. The the Shohei deal is a twist of the knife. Like it's one thing for him not to come to. Like I didn't expect him to come to the Giants. I didn't want him to go to the Dodgers. Okay, he went to the Dodgers, and then you get the news yesterday that six hundred eighty million dollars of the seven hundred million is going to be deferred. Now there are multiple types of deferments. Everyone's going to go immediately to the Bobby Bonilla one, where he got thirty years and a million a year. Right, meaning. Here's your life of your contract. We're going to pay you when you're not playing. right? Imagine if you had a three-year deal. Joe Spadoni, I gave you a million dollars a year, but it's the total of the contract is $6 million. So in year one, you make a million. In year two, you make a million. In year three, you make a million. And then when you're not playing for my team, I gave you another $3 million, and it might be spread out over multiple years. That's what's happening with Shohei Otani. Now, is it unprecedented? No, it's happened before. But in terms of this amount of money and to be able to do it this way, not that it's unfair because they found the loophole in the, in the financial, you know, CBA, CBT agreement that they have in place. But the problem is, is like, dude, nobody can do this in baseball. Nobody can do this in baseball.
1: Yeah, Not one other team. The thing you alluded to. So, the Article 16 on the uh, CBA, deferred compensation. So, this is via Jeff Passon. And, and if it goes over your head, don't worry. It kind of goes, I'll explain it, it for you very soon. There simply. you go. There shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributable to deferred compensation for which a uniforms player's contract may provide. So, there's a lot of word jargon so, there. Basically, you could defer as much as you want. Well, there's two. When you're in the
2: front offices, there are two types of uh, of deferred payments. One is backloading it. So the life of the contract, let's say it's a three year deal, okay, and you signed a ten million dollar deal. Well, in year one, I pay you two point five million. In year two, I pay you two point five million, and then in year three, I pay you five million. Right. And then you, your contract expires, and I don't owe oh, you yeah, that. That's a backloaded deferment, right? Some people call it amortizing it. When you have a mortgage, Joe, I don't know if you have a mortgage. Your payments start low, and your interest is extremely high. Then by the time you get to the end, the interest is extremely low, and your principal payment is very high. Then there's the Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer gets a five-year deal, $200 million. Well, he doesn't get all $200 million during that five-year span. He gets half of it during the five years, and then for five years when he's not playing for the team, they give him another $100 million. But here's where it gets tricky, right, Joe? Because right now, I don't know if you're paying attention, but the NBA and Major League Baseball are in a boatload of trouble right now when it comes to their money. What? Why? They just had the in-season tournament. Did great. Television deals are expiring everywhere, Joey. Like, I've been all over this. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Your Lakers, what channel can you watch your Lakers if you lived in L.A.? Spectrum Sports. Spectrum Sports. Okay. That's the the company that signed a big deal with the L.A. Dodgers as well. Huge deal. Eight. 0.35 billion dollars over 25 years. An awful lot of money. Now, if anybody's been paying attention to the sports scene right now, the Miami Heat, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the San Diego Padres, teams on both the NBA and Major League Baseball, their regional sports networks are collapsing. So the money that they were relying on is no longer to be had. Why do you think all of these teams are selling people? Why Why did the Padres sell off Juan Soto?
1: Well, there's uh, upper management now. you got a new owner. There's they physically a lot of, can't, physically afford, can't them. afford it right now.
2: They can't afford them. They were expecting $80 million from their particular Bally Sports, and, and they weren't going to get that revenue. The Dodger deal is the only deal in NBA and in the Major League Baseball, where they're guaranteed the money. It is ironclad. They are getting $8.35 billion over 25 years. The Lakers can't even say that. The Yankees own their network. Yes, network. They can't even say that. On top of that, their owner for the Dodgers, Mark Walter, is a part of Guggenheim. They're worth $295 billion. What I'm getting at here is that they have a war chest of money, and they can use the loopholes in a way no other team in sports can even come close. Eddie D found loopholes, and we loved it. Joe Lakup has found loopholes, and we love it. Not to this extent.
1: Well, the, the, what I would say to this, and this all sounds like, oh, like the Dodgers are the evil empire and all this stuff, and up here they are, obviously, but I don't think people will start really being big mad about this until they start winning titles, right? That's the only time it's like, then it seems unfair, because... They can get Shohei. They could do all this deferment. They still haven't really won. Like they've won like the like they've won the NL West. Great, until they start winning actual championships. I'll be like, eh. Well, the D-backs, they're the ones in the World Series, not the Dodgers. So why should I care? It's not that big of a deal. It's one player, right? But then when
2: Corbin Carroll goes to you know hit free agency, you think he's going to stay with the Arizona Diamondbacks? He might
1: Diamondbacks just signed a pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez for like ninety million dollars?
2: Well, like th- think about the equity in the NBA, right? Max contracts are all equal, right? If max contracts weren't all equal and the money wasn't all equal with the RSNs and the Warriors couldn't afford Steph Curry, wouldn't your head explode yes. if you're a Warrior fan? Yes, right. And then let's just say hypothetically, the Knicks or the Lakers, one of the big branded teams, could give him deferred payments over a 20 year span. It would be totally unfair. Yes, but this is also this screws the fans.
1: But this is also where ownership matters because now I'm looking at like John Fisher's. I'm looking at all these cheap owners around Major League Baseball, around all sports. Like good for the Dodgers for doing this. Good. I hope it puts all those other crappy owners on notice. It should. Like, like, and, and good for Shohei Otani for actually wanting to win and compete because he's been in a franchise also in Los Angeles and the Anaheim Angels. They they alloc- allocate resources in a horrible way, and he's been there for now what five years or so, and they had one of the greatest players in the history of baseball, Mike Trout, and still couldn't do anything. So you know what? Good on them for finding the loophole and exploiting it now. When is the next CBT or corrective bargaining agreement? Uh, 10 years or whatever? Yes. So they'll figure it out then. But I think this is going to be more the exception, not the rule. I think Shohei Otani is a very unique player. Can, I can, think these are a very unique set of circumstances. I don't know if a player like this is going to be coming around. I know we had Bryce Harper sign. I know Shohei Otani. I don't think we're going to see another $700 million, $800 million whatever, in the next decade plus. Maybe I'll be wrong. 888 957 9, I mean, Joey, zero. what
2: would LeBron like, James have been worth in this scenario? I mean, they're different sports, though. Like uh, that's the thing. Like, there's a cap. There's like they can't. But that's case. the problem with well, baseball, but right there. That's the problem with baseball. Last you night the salary cap, who, the salary who, floor. Who were the will. teams on, on Monday Night Football last night? It if was the, the Titans. Yes. Okay. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Packers. Correct. Uh, the Dolphins, not the Jaguars. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me, Do- hey, Joe. The average fan cares about those teams more than they care about the 15 bottom feeders of Major League Baseball right now.
1: I mean, I could argue I care more about what the Jaguars do than like the Atlanta Braves, to be quite honest. That's what I'm saying.
2: Nationally,
3: yes. But
1: but what is the big advantage the NFL has? They're splitting
2: national revenue across the board, and if the Jaguars have a good player, they're going to be able to retain them. If, If they want. Yes. It's not because they can't afford them. Literally 11 teams can't afford their own payrolls. They can't even compete. You're telling me. It's driving me nuts. So, like, and again, I love baseball probably more than most. You know, I, I I do. Like, imagine if De'Aaron Fox couldn't be retained by the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento would have to. They they, they would have to be a, a feeding ground for the entire NBA. That would
1: be brutal. Again. It goes back to the ownership of those teams, though. I feel like we're letting them off the hook at the end of the day. When like don't- I don't, I, I don't give a damn. Like, keep your good star players. That's it's as simple as that. How is a team create like the an Arizona- environment where people want to stay there? It's not. That, I feel like i been taking crazy pills with some of the owners because it shouldn't be this difficult. Like, great, the Dodgers will always be there. The, the Lakers, the Miami Heat, like those markets will always be there and be an attractive piece for those players. But the difference between guys like Steph Curry, guys like De'Aaron Fox, and we'll pick this up on the other side is, listen. They want to be the reason why others come to this market, right? Like well, they plus want the money.
2: But plus, the money is there for them. The Pirates physically cannot give a five hundred million dollar deal. That's
1: their fault. Then, then the owner needs to go, right?
2: But, but the finances of the entire sport are different because you're cutting national revenue. I know the Jags will get a three hundred million dollar TV contract from the league. Three hundred million. Here you go. The Pirates don't even know if they're going to get a twenty million dollar television deal handed to them because their their TV
1: network is broke. That's Joe Shasky. I'm Joe Spadonian for Bonte Hill. 888-957-9570. Giants fans, are you about fed up with the Dodgers at this point? How do you feel about Shohei Otani only making, what, $20 million the next decade and having the rest of that deferred so he can help out the rest of his team? How does that make you feel? That's what I want to know. 888-957-9570. Are you like me? Like, hey, other owners, step up. Uh, This segment was brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. We'll pick this up on the other side. Plus, Brian Baldinger, 730, Baldi's breakdowns, R95-7 the game, NFL Insider. The Niners are so much better than everyone else. And he's going to tell you why coming up at 7 30 he was at the game last night uh between the miami dolphins and tennessee titans as well as the niners seahawks so we'll get all into that on the other side right here on the morning roast 95.7, the game.
3: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing
3: gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Now, back to the Morning Roast with Bonte and Shaski.
1: Parody's fine in baseball. I think we're good. Spadoni in for Bonte Hill. Taking a personal day there. Joe Shaski alongside. We're talking some baseball. Don't worry, we'll talk Niners as the Niners clinched a playoff spot yesterday. Didn't even play. They made the playoffs. First ones. Thank you. Tommy DeVito. Can we, get ready, some, baby. can we get some respect for Tommy DeVito coming through for the 49ers? Come on. Get <laughs> some Godfather music or something. Some Mambo Italiano, Frank Sinatra. I give it whatever I need. Chicken cutlets were on display last night as the Giants took care of business and the Niners. Clinched a playoff spot. But they have much bigger and brighter things to look forward to. Number one seed, perhaps. We'll talk to Brian Baldinger at 7 30 about that. R95 7 the game, NFL insider. We've been talking Shohei. The contract, Dodgers, Giants, and uh, don't worry, we'll get into some Warriors as well because the Warriors do play tonight against the Phoenix Suns, Joe Shasky. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. That's well. Tim Roy will take it over. Warriors Live starting at 6 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game, your home of Golden State Warriors basketball. Bradley Beal back in action. Has he played it all this year? No, right? Mm -mm. The back injury. So his debut tonight against the Dubs. I think that could help the Warriors sneakily. Trying to get find their groove and stuff like that. Maybe the Warriors take advantage. Because, my God, it's been it's been tough to watch the Warriors this year. Started off nice, and it's just been snatching defeat of the jaws of victory. Left and right, Joe Shaskin. I mean, they've got
2: a lot of issues. And and you've seen all these Pascal Siakam rumors and uh, OG Ananobi rumors regarding the Warriors and other teams that might be interested they in them.
1: They want OG Ananobi now? What? They want OG Ananobi? I don't know who they want. <laughs> the, the... I think they want the players they have now. I don't think they're making a move, to be honest with you. Not right now. Should they? Yes. But from what I'm hearing from the players and from the coaching staff, I think it's status quo, and I think that should scare me as a Warriors fan. Because I think there needs to be a major shakeup. I just think everyone in the organization is afraid to do something.
2: I mean, I just just don't know how you can watch this team on a nightly basis and be optimistic. It's really difficult. Like, really difficult. No one's saying that the season's over, but like, if the ultimate goal is championships,
1: man. Whose future are you more optimistic right now, the Giants or the Warriors? Well, the Warriors have Steph. Okay. Right? Like, that's something.
2: And, something and at when least. you
0: have
1: Steph, someone will always want to pair up with him. So it's not doom and gloom just yet. There are two games under five hundred for the Warriors, so we're not saying it's all It's all he wrote. 35. He is 35. He getting older, though. I mean, you no, know? it's true, but he's playing the best basketball of his career. You no doubt. Argue, right? No so no it doubt. is a unique situation there, again. Plus, Warriors I does. feel
2: like the, the Warriors have drafted and developed better than the, the Giants have. They have. Which hey, is crazy because not like, one of the hey, youngsters can be trusted by the veterans. It's
1: pretty unbelievable, right? Like <laughs> they need the young guys to like probably win a title this year. That being Moody and Kaminga to be like major rotation uh, rotation pieces, I think. And then Pajemski out of nowhere. I, I would like to see more of Brandon the, Pajemski. The parallel Brandon with an I N, by the way, kind of stresses me out. Certain way, like when like people spell their names certain ways, it kind of oh. make like John over here, producer John is J O N. Can't trust a guy named John like that. Like Mark with a C, certain ones that are just a little, uh, I don't know. Maybe Joe's like J-O, right? Uh, I don't trust that guy. But anyways, Brandon Pajemski, you were on the bandwagon early with him. No,
2: Pajemski looks good, but like I just feel like <laughs> the, you've got certain things set in place for the Warriors right now that are extremely frustrating, and it just feels like to me there's a pecking order. And if they're going to go with the veterans, then they're going to go down with the veterans. And, and everyone I, just needs to like live with it. Is that like, fine? You, are you okay you almost, with that as a
1: fan? You what? want them to fight, though, right? See, I was in for uh, Guru last year. Honestly, was. I'm exhausted by the veterans. Okay.
2: I'm exhausted. Their lack of, of effort, their lack of self-awareness, their lack of execution. How many late-game scenarios are we going to watch Draymond Green trick off before we actually like say to him like, dude, you're not that intelligent when it comes to basketball IQ. If you consistently with ten seconds or left in a game have- he has made a half dozen Late game mistakes in the last two years.
1: He has uh, not just being mistakes like just like with X's and O's, but also just getting ejected, flagrants, what have you. Oh, I'm just going uh, X's and O's. Okay, yeah, but, but I'm saying game, I'm going everything. Think about on top the Charlotte of game
2: when he completely like tricked that one off last yeah. year. Think about the San Antonio shot where he tried to get a, a foul from 45 feet away from the hoop <laughs> and, and pump, then threw it up a in a the foul. air. And 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 Ozabuki's uh, like, I don't know what Draymond's doing. Like I, again, I, I love. Klay Thompson is forever minted. Minted. Draymond Green is forever minted. Love those guys. But it's hard for me to not look at them like the 2017-18-19 Giants.
1: So how soon do we start looking at that team and be like, hey, there needs to be a shakeup. But, and we just mentioned it. Maybe there's just never going to be a shakeup because they just want to go down with the ship. That's where I look at And I was Again, I was filling in for uh, Guru last Friday, and Evan Giddings and I were talking about this on uh, Steinian and Guru. We were talking about, you know, Stephen Curry being a little more selfish and thinking about his legacy. And I I understand it was maybe a hot take. I don't really think it was. I think you see this with most star players. They start looking at their own legacy as it gets late in their careers, and they want to win, right? And that's the ride on the table, like brought to you by ACO Pest Control. But but, Um, but, but it's a unique situation with the Warriors because Stephen Curry came in with both these guys, and he's tied at the hip with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. He's in a very unique situation that guys like LeBron – like uh, Michael Jordan, like Kobe. Like they, they were more cutthroat. And, and then Jordan didn't start his career with Pippen, right? Like, and he didn't edit, And Pippen obviously went off to the Blazers and whatnot. LeBron's always kind of been solo dolo. Kobe had Shaq, then he had to go with Powell. Like, there has to be a shakeup somewhere down the road, you would think, if it's going to continue to be poor play like this. And I know we don't want to hear that, but you know, hard truths cut both ways. Shout out Stannis Baratheon, the one true king, Joe Shasky. That's what he said once in a Game of Thrones. Slow. Something needs something needs to happen if it's going to continue to be poor play like this.
2: It just feels like I, I watch the games. Like, your eyeballs. Like Stop giving me all the data. Don't want to hear about the, the, the net unit of this starting team and this combination. Watch the games. And I would say, when I watch the games, there is an anchor. It's an emotional anchor of the past that's weighing down this
1: team. I don't like that they find ways to lose. That's not a mark of a championship team. That's a team Joe, that did the same thing last Joe, year. The, Joe, the, 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 that's the
2: problem. Was we've talked about them like a champion for two seasons, and they're not that
1: anymore. Like, how long did it take for the giant championship thing to dissipate? Twenty sixteen, right? That Cubs year when they won it all. After that, it was kind of like, oh, after like they had a chance to beat them, and then after that, it was done. Right, okay, well the Warriors just lost to the Lakers last
2: year And there's this revision Well they were in the final, however many Yeah, almost lost to the Kings in the first round Like we have to, if you're going to play this almost went to the Western Conference, you have to play the other side of it as well. And I'm just saying like I watch this team and it feels to me they carry around so much emotional baggage from the past, from their relationships, from their pecking order, from who they want to be on the court, from where they think that they, they reside, you know, status wise in terms of the respect level from the opponent. Dog, none of that matters. You know how many teams go out there and just play? Lots of them. Look, we could rip the Lakers all we want, Warrior fans. I'm envious of where the Lakers are at right now. That looks like a team that's galvanized, that has replenished certain aspects of their bench and their starting unit, and has a singular goal. It doesn't matter where I stood in the league. Right now, on this team, I will do whatever it
1: takes to win. They were a playing team last year made the conference finals. So like th- there are no
2: are there any compromises? Like like does Austin Reeves truly care about what does the Phoenix Suns think of Austin Reeves? No. no. I feel like with this team, like how you view me matters more than like winning the game today. We're so worried about respect and you know where I should be on this team and you should be beneath me and I should be playing this all this stuff that has nothing to do with executing with five minutes to go to beat Team X that we're facing. Well,
1: today. we're finally hearing from Steve Kerr and him talking about the rotation and hey, maybe there needs to be some changes. We're finally hearing that that is it's finally gotten to the point where Steve Kerr is like, hey, I like to stick with my same starting rotation all the time, but maybe I need to look inward and look at this team and start talking to the guys like, hey, maybe it's got to be a game-by-game basis. And you know what? I think that's fine. Outside of Stephen Curry, and again, I know you mentioned Draymond, uh, horrible decision-making. I get that. The and Chet was awful. He's been their second-best player. So look, like, as much, like And that's the thing. So like, no it's, doubt. It's frustrating there's that no he doubt. did that, but he has to be in there at the end, and he has to play in all these games because it's Steph and Draymond and then I know Moody's been consistent too, but he's not getting the minutes like these guys. Everyone else, it's like, I, I don't know what I'm getting. And it, and it's very, very difficult. Uh, do you know what's not difficult? working with you, Joe Shasky. It's Joe Spadoni, Joe Shasky, the morning roast, 888-957-9570. If you want to talk some dubs, we shall hear from you. Uh, again, Warriors taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Tip-off, 7 o'clock, right here on 95.7 The Game. And don't forget, it is a Warriors game day brought to you by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G network made for streaming live sports. So check that out as well. And again, Warriors Live starting at 6 o'clock. You want to get into some Niners? Joe Shasky, you want to stick on the Warriors? What do you want to do, buddy? I have a
2: question for people out there. Uh, Oh. I have a question on the other side. And everyone can relate to this. It's a fantasy football question because I'm getting bugged by a buddy over it. And I want you guys to help me decide.
1: On 95.7 The Game.
3: Now, back to the Morning Roast with Bonte
2: and Shasky. All right, Spadoni. So I have a friend who will remain unnamed. He's been hitting me up this morning. Fantasy. Almost everyone, their season ended this weekend. As in, last night were the final games, right? For fantasy You're football.
1: You're going Biz Marquis, just a friend?
2: I've got a lot of friends, all right? He's one of them. He's one of my dear friends, and I love him dearly. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this guy this morning on this because he's driving me nuts. What happened? Okay, so big money, friend league, been there forever. All right, I didn't make the playoffs. I was eliminated last week or the week before, whatever it was. So, of course, you try to play the strings out, and and you do the best you can. Here's where I draw the line. I've been anti-kicker my whole life. I don't think kickers should
1: be in fantasy. I think it's stupid. Wow. That's disrespectful to Justin Tucker and Jason Myers and Daniel Carlson and all the other Carlson brothers. Oh,
2: come on! What's his name from Dallas? Yes, Aubrey. Anyway, point being, point being is this. Don't know his first name. As, and here's the question I have for everyone, okay? There are certain fantasy football morals, ethics, standards we all abide by. You're not dropping superstars because you got eliminated, and then someone else can pick
1: them up because you're ruining the integrity of the league. Uh, I dropped Justin Herbert last week, and I was already out. Is that bad? I did that. I dropped I Justin Herbert. Know, I had that from on my bench. Yeah, and actually was a great move because I picked up Zach Wilson because I knew it would trigger a lot of people at this station. And Zach Wilson had like one of his greatest fantasies. Like he had his best game in the NFL this week. It was tremendous. So I was right. So that was a shrewd acquisition. It was. But I could but see people, how others would view that as, yes. I could
2: see how others would view that a certain way. So we had a buddy years ago, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. He got all sour at like 3 in the morning and dropped all his best players. Drew Brees in his prime, things like that. And everyone lost their minds and my, it ruined the integrity of He's my religion. kind
1: of fantasy football guy. All right. being go And deep he basically that said, gap. like, guys, I quit. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we banned him from the
2: league and he was never allowed back. Oh, yeah. that's not nice. No, Come no, no, on. No, 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 no. So there are certain ethics. This guy's saying that I didn't play a kicker, okay, in my lineup because my kicker had a buy, and I didn't want to acquire another kicker. Here's the reasoning behind the whole thing I'm eliminated. I went with who was on my roster. I moved guys who were oh. out out, put guys who were in. I did the best I could. I didn't want to
1: claim any other kickers because, A, I don't believe in kickers. You didn't try your hardest is what that person is saying, though. though yeah.
2: Right? I don't owe you nothing. Yeah, I don't owe you I don't expect someone who's been eliminated to help me get into the playoffs. That's on you. Here's the irony of the whole thing. I damn near scored the same amount of points as this individual, but I had like the most points against all year, even though half my team was injured all year. Once you're eliminated from fantasy— you don't know anyone, anything. Now I understand Thank if you. it's your wife and you're in a friend's, like a family league, and you're like, "Hey, honey, I, give me your roster. Let me do the best I can to try to help you, help me." If that makes sense, like I Believe get that. You. All right, but when it comes to boys, and you know exactly what I'm talking to, you're out there, you're listening. I don't know you nothing, and here's the irony of the whole thing: he's dogging me. I won.
1: I'm just going to keep it a buck here. I'm still very disappointed with Joe Shasky and Bonte Hill for ducking the 95-7 the game, Fantasy Football League. Just just, gonna put it out there. Very disappointed you and Bonte. You guys don't want the smoke here's the, in the here's 95-7 in league. league. And I don't want to hear that you're in three other leagues. No, no, no. All, all this other two. time. Friends and family. That's it. I and told co-workers. Come on. Family. Come on. Nope. Co-workers got to be nope. the third one there. Nope. They don't want the smoke, Sam and John. No,
3: I don't know. Are you guys I both in the playoffs. My co- workers are very down the uh, the power rankings behind friends and family on on. Faith. No, but so come who's on. wrong
2: here? Who's That's- wrong? Who's right? I mean- I, wo- I won this week, by the way. Okay, won even though I was eliminated. All right, beat a playoff team, and I'm getting I'm getting chastised because I didn't switch out a kicker. I- now, if I claim a kicker and I clog it up for someone who is a potential playoff team, isn't that worse?
1: It's funny, too, because you could have just been like, hey, I've been eliminated. I just haven't checked my app. And then what is the person going to say? How dare you for not checking? We're not going to invite you Respect again. Respect the game. It's, it's pretty silly. That's but what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's, the whole thing is pretty like, well, John, I, I didn't you try hard enough. enough. Well, and to the reverse of that, I, I'm
3: in agreeance with you. My my buddy was on the outside looking in, yeah. trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And he started Matt Gay. They got him minus one. Oh, no. And he didn't make the playoffs. He, he I mean, he missed the playoffs by two points. <laughs> So it's so like there, there's a reverse to it, right? Like, oh, I couldn't – there's sometimes times where I don't even play a defense if I'm up a certain amount because no, I'm so afraid that they're the going to lose play. points.
2: It's the smart play.
3: It's by, s- by the way, I made playoffs
0: in both my leagues. <laughs> Huge. Sam, Sam,
2: am I am, am I right or am I
3: wrong? I don't know. I do think – I kind of agree with you. you. You really aren't owing anybody when it comes to fantasy when you're out, but it depends how – I mean – that, that's just consistent with yeah, what like, you said, Ross. Like I've seen people do things, in, in certain leagues, where like they'll make moves and they'll you know collude with other people. Well, that's weak. Moves. Like that's a whole. Like, yeah, I've seen weak. some. I've seen some shifty things done in leagues that I've been in. Uh, that that w- what you're describing, I wouldn't describe
2: as that at all. No, and we one thing. If like my quarterback was out, my you know best wide receiver was out, and I literally had a lineup with a bunch of holes in it. That's a different thing. Like I played the lineup that I had, and I didn't have a kicker. So so screw me. I'm not acquiring a kicker when I've been eliminated. And I'm frustrated because I have the most points against and I have more points than multiple we're, playoff teams. We're, we're
1: getting a lot from the, uh, Comcast, yeah, what are they business, saying? the Comcast business text line 888-957-9570. Wonder of Brian Baldingers also what in are the say? football. He's on 730. They're saying, here's how you stop that, Joe Shasky. The lowest score in the league has to pay an additional $20 but every week the, to the pot. But I'm not the lowest score. No, every week in the pot. So whoever has... The lowest score every week it incentivizes you to start people is what these commissioners are doing a lot. Of, I'm seeing this a lot. Okay. A lot of commissioners are incentivizing That's a lot of leg work. It's a lot. No, but it's a lot of <laughs> hey five bucks if you are the lowest score twenty bucks or Doug, whatever. I'm not,
2: I'm not picking up your five dollars.
1: No, I'm that, at a point in my life you do the lowest, care about your five. No, but if, I'm saying if you didn't leave your kicker in. And the kicker was the reason that you didn't score the most in the league. You have to pay five bucks. Oh well, that's different. That incentivizes you to yeah. put them on, is what I'm saying. So that's another way to get around it. Just, but I wasn't which, the bottom. This is I won. I won. <laughs> who cares? That's what I'm going to say. If you paid at the start of the season, it's your money you're dealing with anyways. If you want to lose or you want to like, that's what it comes down to. to me, you put up the hundred. You put up the hundred fifty. You're willing to lose it. I. That's on you, dog. That's not on me.
3: To be if, honest, I'm I'm still struggling with Shasky's hatred of fantasy kickers here. That's, yeah, that's that yeah, that kind of bothered me on. too. Like, why? Well, right. I need to hear more. About, well, no, I need to hear why you're just anti fantasy kickers.
2: Because I find it to be it's the same thing about defenses. I find it to be an absurd You hate kickers exercise. in real life kickers too. In defenses too. I do hate kickers
1: in real life. Do you think we just should ban? Yeah, I think it's stupid. You, so Why? the game is
2: played. We're fighting for. An it's inch. called
1: football. It's the only part that actually contributes with the f- ball in well, the we foot.
2: Can re- we can rename it to gridiron or whatever. But as far as that I'm concerned, does not
1: ring the bell. I, I know. At but, all. but as Talk far as I'm concerned, nothing Sunday. is
2: more absurd than like, hey, we are fighting for inches. We're doing the tush push. And then let's trot out a soccer player to come kick a 70-yard field goal.
1: It's, it's ridiculous. I, I do love that we've gotten all of the deep cuts from the fantasy football world. I We're tapping you. into it. And yes. I know fantasy, fantasy football radio is very difficult to do. I am not Field Yates. You are not Stefania Bell. Well, who is are not breaking who down. down at night. Marcus Grant. Oh, Marcus, Marcus Grant. Marcus there you Grant. go. NFL Shout Network. Out Covey. Covey. Oh, man. That was good times. We'd we play that, that, that Jack White song every time we brought him in. I remember that. Um... Yeah, right there. Ninety-five kickers can average ten points a week. That's huge. Yeah, that's come stupid. on. That's
3: stupid. There's very few like fantasy wins that are more satisfying. When like the reason you won is because your kicker had an insane day and dropped like a twenty piece. Oh, oh, and you're just. I, I had a win against Steiny earlier this year. My kicker dropped a twenty, and oh man, the the, the smile I had yay! at Steiny that next day was so great. <sighs> Stiney, by it's, the way. It's so thrilling when your kicker wins you a fantasy game.
1: Thank you, Sam Lubb and Sneaky good season. He's in the playoffs. Matt Steinmetz, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He auto-drafted. So is the hey, least bit my surprised. Dad. See, like, that's <laughs> what I'm talking
3: about. Auto-draft. He's also had three quarterbacks, quarterbacks with season-ending injuries. Kenny
1: Pickett, Deshaun Watson... Ooh. And who else? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. And, and Daniel Jones. He's he's honestly overcome four. Qu- that's actually impressive. He's the Shane Steichen of fantasy football? He See,
3: is. I think that's the proof that there's no skill in fantasy football. <laughs> oh, Stani, I luck. didn't say that. No, it, if you a lot can of auto draft, have four quarterbacks and still have a really good season, like no, that's just proof that fantasy football is all about luck because it is. You have no control over what happens throughout your fantasy season. Uh, you have no impact on whether your guys are healthy or available. The only thing is whether you put them in the lineup or not. But what you're doing there is what you're reading a few blogs throughout the week, so you start this guy. Oh, I this stopped guy. reading all that crap. Exactly. So Billy, it's just like you're taking Matthew random guesses Barry. and hoping for the best. It, like, like is anyone no really skill like, in it. Co-
2: does anyone really like like watch? Because I, I always see it on NBC uh, Bay Area, like Matthew Barry and then two nerds talking about fantasy. Does anyone watch that show? No, no, no one watch. Because again, there's there's no skill in fantasy football. All the fantasy no, podcasts. What's my
3: guy? Uh, there is no skill Freed's Coming, on coming there. from the guy that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah there, there's
1: it. some skill. There's some level of discernment. Coming like come on, lucky six five, five oh. I, I think Shasky's weeks. the sca- is scared of the Cowboys kicker Aubrey. Scared of what he can do to you in these playoffs coming up. Brandon, there you go. I just I just say Aubrey. The the Dallas kicker. Uh, What it sounds like, the 95-7 league is like the AFC. They're in shambles. But you know who's not in shambles? The San Francisco 49ers. They're
0: craving it back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?